listening to the Human Care Podcast, part of the Invisible Not Broken Network. I'm your host, Eva Minkoff. On this show, I have candid conversations with chronic illness warriors and health practitioners who are redefining what it means to be human when faced with health challenges. I'm also the founder of Wellacopia, the matching site for healthcare relationships. We connect chronic illness wellness seekers with the integrative providers best suited to be their partners in care. To match with your dream doctor, therapist, nutritionist, acupuncturist, chiropractor, and more, visit wellacopia.com. Today's episode is part three of my interview with Clorinda Wally, the president of the Good Days organization, a chronic illness warrior, and one of my new favorite people. Good Days provides financial assistance to patients so that they don't have to choose between access to medicine they need and affording everyday living. Visit mygooddays.org to apply for funding in just a couple of minutes. In part three of our conversation, Clorinda and I dive deeper into Good Days, including the creation of Chronic Disease Awareness Day. Since chronic diseases account for seven out of the top 10 deaths in America, Good Days made 7-10, aka July 10th, Chronic Disease Awareness Day. We also talk about the importance of making small changes in our lives and the lives of others to diminish the prevalence and continuation of chronic disease. We also talk about how to work with our new normal in the era of COVID-19. Before we get started, a reminder that all conversations and health claims on this podcast are based on individual experiences and expertise. Everyone has their own personal and professional truths and should be treated as such. Okay, let's get started. When it comes to what you're doing now at Good Days, what's uh, what have you been focused on lately or what's really getting you excited? Um, so what we're working on now, and we've been working on it for years, is something called Chronic Disease Awareness Day. And so some of these numbers are, are pretty staggering. So according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, seven out of the top 10 deaths in the U.S. are due to chronic illness. And the, the craziest part about the whole thing are most of them are preventable. And so, you know, there's, there's things, again, when I talked about that you can do in your daily life, little to little, Diet and exercise are some of um, the things that if we can change as a society to, to get into, those numbers will change. Um, smoking. So it's really diet, exercise, and smoking could help prevent seven of the top leading deaths in this country. And, um, you know, so what we're trying to do is just put information out there on, on what we can all do to change the number. And so, you know, at, you know, at Good Days, we're here to help everyone but we would have a strong desire to change the number of preventable illnesses that are killing people in this country. So then we can focus more dollars on those unpreventable diseases, those genetic disorders, um, those rare diseases who today don't have um, a treatment option. And so we, we're, we're putting out and, and partnering with different organization advocacy groups across the country to bring awareness of, of chronic disease in general and the things that we could all do to help change the number. And so I, I would love one day to say, you know, now five out of the top 10 deaths are not chronic disease related. 
Um, and it's, it's staggering to hear numbers of heart disease in women, which is more than men. I found that crazy. Yeah. Uh, and again, most of these things are, are led to eating, exercise, and smoking. And they are absolutely things that we do have the ability to have control over. Certain situations make it difficult, but but that is luckily not something that um, is is unavoidable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and again, so like it just di different things. And it, like you look at my family, we we've got some in, in in every area of 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 those seven, and it's one step at a time. So you you don't need to, to go run a marathon. Um, just start with taking small steps one you know one day one week you're just walking around the block and next week make it two rounds or if you're able instead of um parking and it's just little things like this instead of when you go to the store parking in the closest parking if you're able park in the furthest um, and so that's just getting an exercise you normally wouldn't get um, or if you can don't take the elevator take the steps mm -hmm. um, or choose an apple over french fries. I mean, things like that, that will, that small changes will make a big difference. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I tell people that all the time. I try to practice that all the time. Uh, but it, giving examples like that, uh, maybe people have heard them a number of times. It's like, oh yeah, I know I could switch out the fries for a salad or whatever. But I have found that the more you repeat stuff like that, it really does get through to people. It doesn't yeah. wash over them. Uh, taking this actually the example of taking the stairs is something that I make sure to do as often as possible it's also kind of fun I don't like taking stairs down I actually like going up them yeah, that's funny <laughs> the joints on the way down <laughs> to me going down the stairs than it is going up the stairs and I'm kind of clumsy so and well even having three sons you you're you know they're they're eating all the time and so I have to make conscious choices when I'm grocery shopping to to try to say okay what can I buy that will that that can you know give them a snack, but it's not all junk, um, and it's okay to 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 eat French fries, um, but not every day. And so you know, I I try to I try to to give balance, you know. And I know that sometimes it's hard for people um, to be able to get fresh produce, or you know, um, with financial um, for financial reasons, maybe not be able to afford it. But I do think um, again, I come from eight sisters and four brothers. We grew up. Uh, very, very poor. Um, but, you know, we learned to live off of pinto beans, um, which are healthier than eating processed, processed meats. Um, so I think that there are, there are things that we can all do to just to try to make small changes. And again, you can't, don't do everything at once because it's going to be too overwhelming. And it's also harder to follow. It's little to little, step by step. I'm wondering uh, if it's, would be like a side video, but I maybe should talk about how to eat healthily. So my background is actually, I'm a nutrition scientist um, and, and a personal trainer. It's just like, I, I love health in general. So pre preventative care is, is obviously very important in my eyes and it's something I try to promote. Uh, but people ask me all the time, like, how can you do this on a budget? Well, I've, um, there have been many times in my life, including now in many ways, where I uh, have, have to be on really quite the budget. Uh, and actually while I was traveling in particular, and I've found numerous ways to eat very healthily. Actually, I was vegan for a while eating not vegan replacement foods, but like actually eating vegan in a healthy way. 
with very little money. So it does take, it takes some education. It absolutely does. It does. And, you know, I, and I also think, so, you know, um, my oldest son, when he was like, I want to say he was 11, he created a PowerPoint presentation for me. So I was, I was working a lot. And so this PowerPoint presentation gave me, was a meal plan. And so he, and so he was doing it specifically for me. He's like, mom, this is what your diet looks like. And it was like protein bars or protein shakes. And, um, and then he gave me an example of what it should look like. And it was like a 11 year old giving me a PowerPoint, but it, but it was, and it was all affordable things. Um, and it just, it just took like, I'm like, okay, now I'm not, I wasn't really paying attention to it. Now that he brought it to my attention, it, it's time to start focusing on that. And again, the better you are um, from a physical perspective, your, your, your sickness or the things you're going through are easier to manage. It's also, uh, there's a mental component to it as well. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking about mental health because that's a huge thing, yeah. but actually uh, in taking care of yourself. Okay. So um, here we're actually very lucky. I live in Rochester, New York. We have a public market uh, type thing and I can't speak for other cities. Ours actually does make food more affordable. In New York City, I think it's more expensive. Uh, but we only go with $20 every single time and we come back with an entire trunk load full of food. Uh, cabbage is a really good example of something that can be used in so many different ways is very cheap and also lasts for a while. Yeah, I agree with that. And again, beans. beans absolutely. Yeah. Well, I could talk about this forever, so I'm not going <laughs> to jump into it. Uh, but actually, I did want to add one quick thing. So you were saying that there's so many things we can change about our life uh, in the direction of preventative medicine, whether it be with ourselves or or our offspring and so on. But there are also things that we can do to prevent things getting worse that may be uh, degenerative or related to genetics and so on. And an example is actually something I talked about earlier today with Monica, who's the co-host with me of Invisible Not Broken. And so she has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, EDS. And uh, we've been in this little like uh, joking debate that I might have EDS because I, she was like me at her age. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I might, I might. I just have hypermobility syndrome now. But anyway, uh, so I was talking to her about my pain today. And I said, okay, if, if you were like me at this age, what would you, would, is there anything you would have done differently or, or am I gonna end up exactly where you are? And while again, we have no idea what the future holds, uh, she said that there are absolutely things I can do and in ways to strengthen myself. I, always, I already work out, but she let me know that it's not, not all hope is lost. There are things I can still do now. And there are things that people can do at every stage of their illness and their life to make things um, maybe slow down a little bit better, possibly stop progression altogether. It's never a lost cause. And no, I completely agree. And again, you know, just taking the steroids, I go, so I didn't, I know a lot more now than I did back then. So I'm like, why am I getting bone density tests? Well, because the steroids cause bone loss. You know, I'd lost about 15% bone density from all the use of steroids that I did. And my doctor talked to me about that. He's like, you really have to start exercising, like weight resistance. Um, and I gained 10% of it back. And I mean, it's, 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 it's proven. And again, it, it takes, it took a, uh, it took a lot of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but to, to, to get myself to do it. 
and and even now like i don't i'm i'm not one that says i am so excited to to go for a jog like my sister who has lupus at uh, she can't jog anymore but she loved it she would jog 5 miles every morning and she would she would jog to pilates if she has all this pain all these things wrong with her she would jog to pilates because pilates a lot is a lot of weight resistance when she wasn't getting cardio i was never i'm not one like that so i really have to motivate myself to say just go and do it and i'm always happier after i do um but but certainly i think that if you can you should and if you don't it's it's going to make it that much worse until i have an 80 year old mother that lives with me and i i always tell her mom you you've got to keep moving because the moment you stop you're not going to get it back and so you you've got you got to keep moving you know if it's even on commercials stand up you know walk around do something little and start making it a practice because you don't want to get to the point to where you're not capable of walking because you've been stuck in a chair for so long this this makes me think of how we evolve over time based on our experiences and clearly you've grown up in general being a very strong-minded and abled person but i'm curious what do you think are the biggest differences between maybe right before this journey and now especially like not not just um your journey with your illness but uh also working with good days you know i i think it opened my eyes to a, a lot of things um one it helped me to understand weaknesses that i had um organizational skills for one but also um that it's okay to depend on others um and also it, it made me a better listener and so you know again prior to being sick i really thought i knew what everyone was going through i knew exactly how i could help them and i've learned that take a step back and stop trying to fix and start listening um and so the the listening has has helped me to be a better advocate for people um it's all it also gave me a strong desire to help more and i think there's so many there's so many opportunities on a daily basis to do something good and you know i i i think prior to to being sick i overlooked those types of things and i didn't take advantage of them and and now i i look at it and i'm like you know a, a smile a kind gesture can go a long way um for people and so you know i uh, just looking take taking a step back and trying to find the good that was another thing you know early on i i was very easy for me to see the bad or very easy for me to focus on the negative um being sick taught me to focus on the positive um and you know like you said there's always something good just you know i don't care if it was you know you you've got to drink a milkshake today because your your stomach is hurting so bad you can't process food well you know that was ice cream it was but you whatever it is just find good in something and you know if you, when you, when you're talking to people stay positive and and again you never know where where people are so try to be a light and and i think most of all that's that's what it's taught me is to to try to be a, a light for others uh you know it's it's easier to to turn on to 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 live in the, to live in the light i guess um and when you when you start doing that you 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 learn that it's the darkness fades away beautifully said and you are clearly a light 
to many, many people in your life, those that you're close with and not. I don't need to have spent lots of time with you to know that. It, it certainly, I am certainly, I would say a, a people person and you know, this COVID thing, I, I like being around people. I like having people at my house. I'm not really a, a cook, but I like, I like the serving of, of people. I like to give them things. I like to watch them eat. I like them seem to take, like seeing people take pleasure in things. So yeah, this has been a, a little, a, a new adjustment for me. Um, not having the ability to, like I come to work, but no one's here. Everyone's working from home. Um, then it, there's a, a, new, a new kind of thing you have to overcome now. It's just don't, don't let sadness take over. Like, you know, this, this too will pass. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things that I've learned, you know, going, th um, going through this. And it's one that as an organization, we have an ability to, to prov allow people to work from home. You know, we didn't have that before. So a lot of good has come out of this. And, you know, we have um, people who work here who suffer from chronic illness. Um, and this could be a, a good solution in the meantime, because um, the last thing we want to do is, is to put someone in jeopardy. Um, and, you know, again, 78% of people who have COVID complications have an underlying condition. And, and you know, they're the ones that are ending up in intensive care. And so, you know, that's, I think that, um, that's something that we've been able to do and, and I'm, I'm happy about it. And just another way that, you know, we can continue to be a light for those that we serve in, in a safe and effective manner. Um, one thing I do want to bring up real quick, um, just for, for those that are listening, we did, we do have, um, we did start a COVID emergency relief program in which it provides um, $250 that can be utilized for daily, everyday expenses, your rent, your, your car payment, gas, food, your electric bill. Um, you can go to mygooddays.org to apply, um, but it's certainly a resource um, that is out there that can help people who are chronically ill. Um, we'll also have a list on our website um, for other organizations who have similar programs. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. That's really good to know. And I will make sure to put all links in the show notes. Is there anything else about uh, Good Days that's coming up? Like, um, oh, right. So um, Chronic Disease Awareness Day. What's on, What's going on, on with that this year? So um, what, we are, what we're trying to do right now is um, to get people to go to our website and just let us know the city and state that you're from. And if you would like um, your, your governor to recognize um, July 10th as uh, chronic disease awareness. And we get proclamations throughout the country um, from governor signing them and recognizing 710 as chronic disease awareness day. Um, we also have you know, sponsorships and we'll give out um, t-shirts with all um, to everyone who goes onto our website. And again, the idea is that we wanna create um, create ways in which people can, can take action in, in, in small bits to try to change the number. And in the end, that's what we wanna do. We want to reduce the number of preventable illness. And I think that when we, when we work together and as, as if you have children, you know, they are, they're learning and watching what you do. Um, so making those daily choices um, so they can look at it as being a part of their normal everyday life. Like just, it's just something like you do, like eating and breathing. Um, and I think that we can make a huge impact, not only on um, preventing um, needless deaths, but also we'll, we'll be able to just reallocate dollars that are spent on preventable disease to those that are unpreventable. And I think as a, as a country and a society, it's, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, and that's a really good way to put it in uh, more of an urgent perspective for those that may 
may have genetic related illnesses or rare diseases where they're like, well, you know, I, this was brought upon me and I, you know, it's not related to my habits. First of all, we actually, we don't really know to the extent to which things happen, but regardless, if we, we spread the awareness of people taking better care of themselves. And so there's less chronic disease, then as you said, there's more money for those rare diseases. And again, just in, in my own walk and even in, in yours, you, you, when I ate better and exercised, I felt better. Oh yeah, for absolutely for sure for me. More prepared to take the pain on, to do all of these other things. And again, it, it wasn't only good for my, my body, it was good for my mind. Like it, it made me feel good about myself and it made me, it gave me a strong desire to continue. You told me when we first spoke that you are 85% uh, whole. I think that was the word. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm 85% whole. And again, the 15% is manageable, yeah. but it, it wouldn't be if, if, if I didn't continue to, to take the steps that, that I'm taking to try to take care of myself. Um, but again, I, like I said earlier, I, I won the lottery of, of, of chronic illnesses. Um, if I could have chose one, looking back, this would have been it. Uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from it. Um, but again, I'm 85% whole and, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. I think of it the same way. Now everything's very relative, but uh, like people are going to be listening to your story going, what? <laughs> how, is that, how is that the best option? <laughs> but yeah. you know, we, all, we all have our... Um, reference points, I guess you could say. Uh, well, thank you so much for, as I said, being a light for people in your life and for everyone listening to this podcast. Yeah, I, I hope so. Warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I've had a, a fortunate life and um, I have a lot of support around me. And again, I was very fortunate to, to work for an organization who not only understood um, what was happening with me, but per, allowed me to provide support to, to others. Like you, I couldn't ask for anything more. Thank you so much. Thank you, take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Human Care Podcast, part of the Invisible Not Broken Podcast Network. If you haven't already, please take the next 30 seconds to do these three things hit our subscribe button, leave feedback with a review, and share this episode with a loved one. Don't forget to check out our official Invisible Not Broken Network Facebook group. Please join us in our community conversations where you can ask questions, connect with fellow Invisible Illness peers, and make suggestions for the podcast. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash Invisible Not Broken. And this link will, of course, be in the show notes. Also, if you ever want to submit a question or suggestion directly, feel free to send an email to chronicillnesspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in and being part of our mission to transform healthcare into human care.